the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. On Mondays, I start with a year-to-date performance of the stock markets, but today is Tuesday, and yet it's still the first day of the week. Hopefully, you didn't commit the cardinal sin of turning off your alarm clock over the weekend because it's, woo, back to work. Play the drums, hit the bongos. I don't want to work anymore. Exactly. I hear you. So the Nasdaq's down 22.4% year to date. The S&P 500 down 12.7. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 8. 10-year Treasury sits at 2.74%. It seems when it's above 3, the market really struggles to break out. And when it's below 3, it seems to be more constructive. But oil has jumped to $119 plus a barrel today as there was a deal to basically restrict oil flow out of Russia. Um, with one country in the EU saying, no, we don't really like that. So they're closing, I think, the seaports. More on that in just a minute. But oil prices rose to a two-month high. The average price of a gallon of gasoline hit a record of $4.62 a week last week. President Joe Biden has invited Fed Chairman Jerome Powell to the Oval Office to discuss uh, today. Again, that funny one-day bump is throwing me off a little bit, right? All three major indices uh, broke a losing streak last week, and yet we are still in a bear market, and these are bear market rallies. If you've always wanted to know what a bear market rally looks like, it looks like this, where you have incredibly positive days like Friday, and you're like, ooh, but it's time to get back in. And right back to Monday, Tuesday, when you come back to from work or from the weekend to work, you're like, oh, they didn't hold. Some of the top stories today include home prices surging 20% in March as interest rates also rose. The S&P Case-Shiller Index came out today and rising mortgage rates did not slow down home prices. We're seeing a lot of evidence that housing is starting to top. But we don't have a guilty conviction yet. Home prices were 20% higher than they were in March of 2021. Uh, that's on top of, or that's even higher than the 20% gain in February. The average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage stood at 3.29% at the start of January of this year, and it now stands at 4.6%. Some cases, it's between 5 and 5.5, and depending on your credit scores. Phoenix slipped from the top gainer spot for the first time in three years, with Tampa Bay taking over. What does that tell us? Is it the people that are leaving California and going to Phoenix? Or is it the people that are leaving businesses and going to Tampa, which is a much more business-friendly area, as well as retirement area? So Tampa, Phoenix, and Miami were the highest annual gainers at 34% up in Tampa year over year. Phoenix up 32%. Miami up 32%. This is horrible news if you're a renter or a first-time buyer. This is wonderful news if you're an owner. Landlord. 
it's going to take a couple more months, I think, for us to see it. Um, that permits are doing okay, but not great. But we did start seeing the number of homes for sale. A lot of people are starting to rush to the market. If you listen to between the commercial breaks, there's a, a Bloomberg update that's uh, talking about how vacation rates are starting to plummet as there's too many of them are up for that are empty and they're starting to cut their prices to get people in at the end of summer. Begin of summer, we're COVID crazy. By the end of summer, we might not be as COVID crazy. Um, I have plans to see five concerts this summer. I'll probably be concerted out by the fourth one or third one, right? Cities that got big gains in most years, we would say that's incredible. But this year we're like, ah, it's kind of underwhelming. Minneapolis up 12.4%, Washington, D.C. up 12.9%, Chicago up 13%. The expectation in housing is that prices will begin to ease. Demand is still high. The real estate agents report that they're still seeing multiple offers for homes, but maybe instead of 20, they're seeing two. More supply is coming into the market as sellers are starting to worry that they'll miss out on the last days of the hot market. Mortgages are becoming more expensive as the Federal Reserve has begun to ratchet up short-term borrowing costs. And that should be the, that should be the reason that we've kicked affordability out. Because the stock market affordability has lost a little bit of its edge as the stock market's hit a bear market. The low rates are no longer at incredible low rates. They're now at, eh, they're low and they're good. But historically, we ha- we're coming off incredibly low rates. So the European Union imposed a partial oil embargo on Russia. Um, short-term pain, long-term gain. The embargo intends to cut off financing for Russia following the invasion of Ukraine. The EU reached a last-minute compromise. Countries like Hungary, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic are trying to cushion the impact on them. Crude oil prices were trading around their highest levels in two months. This is not good. If you're like, hey, bear market's over. We just saw what happened on Friday. Until you see Putin take a shot, until he gets assassinated, until he gets a knife in the back, a.k.a. a la Julius Caesar, until he loses power, until Russia backs off Ukraine. I don't think you see oil get cheaper. In fact, I see it going higher. We're lucky we're not in the cold months at this point in time in North America or in the Northern Hemisphere. So it will be interesting, but again, as long as he wields power, it's holding the stock market hostage. I, If I were the world economy, Let's imagine me as the world economy. It's a kind of a, you got to ease your imagination here. Just look at dollar signs up in the sky. I would be very angry at Russia. On deck today, Salesforce and HP. Jerome Biden meeting with Fed Chair German Jerome Powell to discuss the economy. We'll probably some some notes and highlights out of that on the news tonight. Uh, top-ranked manager said high-risk assets are dead and buried. This was pretty interesting. The president of a $225 billion wealth giant said the housing market set to slow. He does not think that the United States will tip into a recession, but says get out of high-risk assets. A lot of what Wall Street's saying right now is high-risk are companies that are worth over a billion that aren't earning any money. That's a pretty easy one to identify. Uh, Names like Bitcoin, who may or may not have value, 
keep in mind, we saw Christine Lagarde last week. We've seen Jerome Powell. We've seen um, multiple figures in the United States government say, we got to protect people from some of these stable coins. They have no value. And as soon as people start losing money, they're going to turn to their politician and say, look, I lost 10 million or I lost 1 million or I lost $10 or $1. And it's the job of the government to protect the masses. So regulations coming, especially on stable coins, One minute. a matter of time, not a matter of if. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Elon Musk is facing pressure from the SEC after asking um, about the acquisition of shares of Twitter and how he's disclosing information. That man is Teflon. Nothing seems to stick to him. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. About a month ago, I saw Wall Street turn very negative and saying, you know what? There's more downside out there. Now I'm starting to see Wall Street turn a little bit more constructive. It's worthy of note that they weren't wrong. I don't use the word hope very often, if ever, on the show. It sounds too, how shall we say, um, not set in stone. The only times I use hope are my religious beliefs aren't concrete. They're not great. They're not solid. But I'll say things like, I hope there's an afterlife. Sounds really nice to go see a goose up in the big sky and see all the mistakes I've ever made in my life and the people that I love and the dogs I, I loved and who left too soon. Also, I hope the Giants win the World Series because that would give me and my family a lot to do this year during the summer months of watching baseball and getting behind the team and going, we like that Jock Peterson. Do we like that Jock Peterson? We didn't like that Jock Peterson when Jock Peterson played for the Dodgers, but we like this Jock Peterson, don't we? It's just conversation. And I like that. But hope has no place on Wall Street. I, you don't hope the stocky buy is going to do well. You better have a pretty good, solid idea. So... Citibank is out today saying, over the near term, our high-level takeaway is that equity markets have reached a peak bearishness related to the Federal Reserve's expectations and recession risk. They expect the volatility that will move down the single stock path. With the second quarter reporting period approaching, they expect more evidence of this. So we've become too bearish, too negative. There's a lot going on. Earnings season wasn't stellar. It was okay. Buybacks, we need to be seeing them now. And I think we need to see some job layoffs. We need to get a little bit more constructive. And you're saying, Rob, you want job cutoffs, even though we're underemployed as a nation? Yeah, I want some companies to say, we don't need this many people in this department. We need to be a little bit wiser about what we're doing. Job cuts are a way of right-sizing a company in Wall Street parlance. That sucks because it sounds like you have no heart and maybe we don't. Biggest cost of doing business is labor. And if your salespeople are only selling $100 and your labor costs are $120, you're in trouble. Uh, doesn't match up necessarily. 
What Apple did with changing the privacy settings on the phone last year has really, really shaken up the marketing world. Companies like Facebook and Instagram, they are no longer the go-to number one most attractive place for advertisers because they're not getting inside information on who's watching. Isn't that interesting? I think Facebook needs to make a deal with we, the consumer, and say, look, we think you're worth about seven, eight dollars per person to us. We'll give you a dollar per year or two dollars per year, whatever the number is. We'll give it to you, but you have to give us your information. That's not how it's going to play out, but that's the theme or the theory that marketing has to evolve and advertising has to evolve for companies like Facebook and Snap. Competing against the Super Bowl now is more relevant again because the profile of Super Bowl is a little bit more clear cut than the person who randomly logs onto Facebook today. And again, it kind of ebbs and flows to you if you see. Markets are not doing well today. Um, I bring that up in large part because we're still in a bear market. I can tell you with a lot of assurance tomorrow morning when I wake up, if I roll over out of bed and I see oil at $120 a barrel, I'm be like, ooh, the market's not going to like that. Bear's coming out today. He's going to swat at us. Um, and that's Putin in Ukraine. We've already seen stock markets lose their inflating angle of all-time high, all-time high, all-time high. We're not seeing it in the housing market yet, but we will. I can assure you of that. I, can, I won't guarantee, but I can assure you. Um, so inflation is problematic, but some areas of inflation are coming down. We're starting to see used car prices come down. New car prices are still going up. Used car prices are still going up, but they're coming off their all-time highs like the stock market. That's good. It's not bad. You shouldn't run a faster mile every day for the rest of your life. You shouldn't. You should get a point where you can go sideways. And then maybe it's going to take some extra training, re- reformulating your muscles, um, maybe going with different nutrition to get you that, that next lower up as far as records go. So we don't have a mixed market today. It's not terrible, but it's not great either. It's definitely down. The Dow is down eight tenths of percent. The NASDAQ is down nine tenths of percent. And the SP 500 is down eight tenths of a percent. That's pretty deep into the red. And I could see it in names like Pepsi down $5.83. Big loser today. Um, Amazon kind of going sideways. Apple going a little bit lower. We did see a report today that corporate buybacks have been increasing in size. As the market pulled off 10%, 20% on an index, but for some stocks, 40%, 50% or in individual stocks, um, worthy of note. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, one area that is starting to work really well is the reopening trade of making ourselves look better. Um, I'm on a business trip on Thursday. Today, I have to try on some of my business pants that I have not had to wear in the last two years. And if they don't fit off the tailor or off to the store, I go. Um, and one store that I would use in the past, which is kind of business casual, 
would be a banana republic. Their numbers have been fantastic recently because they're a play on business casual. Whereas Old Navy's numbers have been very poor recently. They're a play on the consumer running out of money, the average consumer, the one that inflation hits hardest. Me with my millions and millions of dollars, I don't even care about gas prices. I'm like, fill her up. I'm being crass. I'm being jokey. But that's the idea is that people who are making $15, $20 an hour and they have to drive to work, they don't have the extra money for clothes right now. One minute. So one reopening trade that we saw big time last week was Ulta Beauty. As people are going back to work, they're putting on makeup again. It's interesting, right? It's not necessarily one that you would have thought was obvious. Ticker symbol is ULTA. Maybe a short-term trade play for you. Not for me. Consumers continue to be highly engaged with the beauty category as they participate in more in-person activities. A friend of mine texted me over the weekend. She goes, my husband doesn't want my hair to go gray. I'm like, well, if you're hanging out with a lot of people, you probably want to listen to him. If you're just hanging out with him, then it's up to you, I think. Depends on what you want in society, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is the Rob Black Show. Last week was a big week for the stock market. It was the best week for the S&P 500 this year, up 6.6%. It was a streak buster. I'm not sure what that's worth in today's dollars, but it's worth something. The huge gain broke a string of seven consecutive losing weeks. Coming on with the holiday shortened Memorial Day week this week, we have this now what kind of frame of mind. You wake up to the news that Ukraine and Russia war is still going on. And in fact, oil is indeed higher per barrel. And you go bear market. It stays that way till oil comes down. In my mind, maybe not 100%, but I'm going to say that's the first fight that I want to see end. We've already seen home prices. Um, we've already seen home shopping change a lot with number of new homes sold, number of existing homes sold, new and used, uh, or existing. You don't really call it a used home. It's kind of funny, right? You look at used cars as used cars, but you look at homes that are being resold as existing home, like, oh boy, right? But new homes have been able to charge a premium because there's so much demand for housing. Existing homes have been able to charge a premium, but now there's a little bit of a rush. When I've looked at estimates on my, my properties, all of them have been down slightly on a month-over-month basis, which basically they all use algorithms that are basically tied to the one simple idea of how much did Rob's neighbor just pay for that home per square foot? And we'll use that exact number and times it by his square footage. Within reason. It's a little bit more than that, but not much. Crude oil hits $119 a barrel today after the EU leaders agreed plan. Ultimately, about 90% of Russia's crude oil imports, they're going to ban 90% by the end of the year. That move means a lot less supply, and it pushes a jump in gas, oil, and natural gas prices. When we're paying more for gasoline 
for heating our homes and firing up our factories, we have less spending potential because it's all going up in a cloud of pollution. With that also being said, when a factory has to use oil that's priced higher than it was last year, they tend to pass on the prices to us. They inflate their prices to cover that cost. Same thing to be said across the board of the economy. When we see higher prices, it's ultimately passed on to the consumer. Fed Governor Waller said he's in favor of 50 basis point hikes for several meetings and supports a policy rate above the neutral rate by the end of the year. We're starting to assume the Fed are a bunch of blood-sucking vampires that don't care, which is a good thing. We're demonizing them for doing their job of fighting inflation. We've already seen a crack in inflation in stock prices. I think that's a good thing. I feel a little less wealthy this year than I did last year. And that probably means one or two fewer stupid purchases. The Eurozone reported record high consumer price inflation rate for May, up 8.1% year over year. What's interesting about Europe and this United States that I'm currently living in, we ain't Europe. We don't have problems getting our oil and natural gas. Head into the winter months, that's going to be crazy exasperated. China posted manufacturing and non-manufacturing data for May. That was better than April, but still doing the, is it expanding? Is it contracting dance? Uh, we need oil down. We need more signs that inflation's working, including home prices need to come down. We need to cut some speculation. Will it happen? I think it will. I don't think the market's done selling off until we get a day where the VIX hits 40. And it just shows true level of panic. Um, or until oil cracks under 100 again. I don't even think we're close. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Money, investing, and more is the focus on the show. You will see dead cap bounces. You will see counter cyclical rallies. The best thing you can do now is probably invest with a bent on worst case scenarios, but invest. Silverberger Rise, we're taking action on any stocks mentioned. I don't think you want to be risky and go after companies that are losing money until after they've announced job cuts. I think if you're going after companies that are making billions and billions of dollars, you'll probably be okay, but it could be different. Like, for instance, I think Apple's way more expensive than Google. I think Google should stabilize before Apple does. I think Microsoft is way more stable than Apple. I think Netflix is really, it's almost untouchable right now because the state of the union on streaming is up for interpretation. One of the beautiful things about streaming is you can pay $9.99 a month, watch your shows and cancel. And that's what savvy people are doing. They're jumping from service to service. Um, Time Warner, I recently watched the Batman on it. I felt that was totally worth $9.99 a month. Um, but while I'm at it, you know, I, I finished another season of Succession. Do I keep it for another month or two? No, maybe, yes. So I don't think now is the time to be brave with streaming. Uh, but I'll let you decide what's good for you.
and I'll decide what's good for me. I'll talk about what I do because I've got a track record of creating wealth over time. The CEO of Spotify recently bought shares, $50 million of his own money. He thinks the best days are ahead. Spotify for me, it's cute, but I can't get to investing in it. Although I think it's one of the components of a super app. Um, in the world of music, yes, you can do Tidal. Yes, you can do Google Music, but the majority of people use Apple Music or Spotify. And that's not the easiest way to invest or the smartest way to invest, but it's, it's a way to invest. To me, Spotify has a problem of not having enough features. If Spotify and, Nas and uh, Netflix were to merge, I'd be like, oh, I get it. By night, I can ask my honey to Netflix and show with me on the couch. But by day at work, I can listen to my old time rock and roll or whatever it is that I listen to. Maybe my podcast. It's interesting because last year I got into the podcast Pivot. But by the end of the year, it had turned into such a Elon Musk is crazy. Donald Trump is evil. That it, it turned like from good content just to let's get our political views out there because the other side's getting their political views out there. And I'm like, oh, can we have a moment or two of no political views? So Spotify has a price to sales ratio below two. And if I were to close my eyes and become an investor like Daredevil in the Marvel Universe, he's blind, but he sees justice. If I were to be blind, I'd say price to sales ratio is two. That's pretty good. Don't tell me the name of the company. I'm going to like, that's pretty good. And again, price to sales ratio also has to do with you're paying $2 for every stock, dollar of stock that you're getting for dollar in sales. That's um, not quite right. But that's the idea of a higher price to sales is a higher valuation. Like software tends to have a price to sales ratio of somewhere between four and eight, whereas a price to sales ratio for a hardware company is somewhere between one and four. So Spotify being a software company, it looks pretty like a decent value here historically. Now, again, my issue is that artists like Tay-Tay can ultimately quit whatever she wants. I would not be surprised if blockchain ultimately supports a new music service that is more fair to the artists, um, but it's not there yet. So I look at stocks on a regular basis and I look at Daniel X saying, I'm going to buy $50 million back for a multi-hundred billion dollar company. That's nothing. With that said, he's also the founder. One of the people that I have a big issue with in life is Scott McNeely. He was the founder of Sun Microsystems. He's one of the founders. And he runs Sun Microsystems. Sun Microsystems made these great high-end servers for the, basically the internet and for corporations before the internet. Um, just a great company. And awesome from zero to small cap company, small cap to mid cap company, mid cap to large cap company. And then McNeely got to the point where they needed to fire people. He didn't need to use millions of his billions to buy back shares and say, see, I believe in the company. He needed to let go of some people because it became bloated. We've all become bloated before. Not another single thing goes in my mouth. You're so bloated, you can't consume anymore. You can't know. 
you have to right size. You have to get some muscle back. So McNeely is the one of those guys a lot like a Daniel X. Daniel X, founder of Spotify, I admire enormously. I think he's a smart guy. But there may get a point where he needs to step aside for the greater good of the company to survive and to thrive. If you're a publicly traded company, in theory, your bosses are thousands and thousands of public investors. And you're supposed to do what's right by them. By staying closeted and not going after other services. Now, they've gone after podcasts. But what's interesting about that is they're paying a lot of money for those podcasts. So are they a platform or are they an advertising marketing relationship? They're confusing the investor a little bit. And that's why their stock is down, in my opinion. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. A researcher's avatar was sexually assaulted on a metaverse platform owned by Meta, making her the latest victim of sexual abuse on Meta's platforms. Um, I don't even know where to go with this other than to say society's a mess right now. And we need to start behaving like gentlemen. <laughs> and when you see a female in the metaverse, you need to treat her like a human being. And yet that's probably never going to happen is my weird assumption. So a social networking platform named Horizon World, which is what Mark Zuckerberg is building out to be his metaverse vision. A researcher donned the Oculus virtual reality headset, and she says her avatar was violently, aggressively raped in the virtual space. I'm like, how is this? Now, again, we're not going to get into all the what is rape, what is not, what is like, we're not. That has no space on this show. What does is, is this going to be good for business? Is this going to be good for community? Is this going to be good for individual consumers? When my kids play video games, it is some of the most obnoxious trash talking I've ever heard. And I'm not going to belittle the word rape. Um, it, it's, it's violent what kids say to each other and adults say to kids. And it shouldn't happen. I don't think there's a fix. It would be nice if everyone's identity was checkmarked and you agreed to terms of the contracts so that like you say, I'm not going to spew hate and anger while playing this game. And your, your sessions are recorded. And if you spew hate and anger, you're banned for life. But businesses don't want to lose that person. Even if you're verified, it's, it's a weird dilemma and I do not like it. Um, yeah, I, I think most things in life, we should have positive experiences. There should be safety tools to help people move along intelligently. To understand the tools that are out there does take some requirement and some work. But a New York Times reported that a female player's avatar was groped on a meta-owned shooter game. A player on the sports game Echo VR said a male player told her he had recorded her voice so he could eh. um, Yeah, that's, that's about as far as I want to go with that. But again, it's if you've ever watched Dark Mirror, if you've ever watched science fiction, it, it kind of warns of like, be careful what you wish for, because it's really not all that different. A human being is going to be a human being. 
Um, and you put the power of the internet where identities can be hidden behind so they can hide and they may even be worse. Um, airlines are having a very good quarter, but pay attention to what people are saying at Airbnb. They're lowering rents for the latter months of the summer. That should probably imply that we'll probably fly less at the back half of the summer. That we are truly worried with inflation. Um, but we also wanted to get out and we made plans two to three months ago before inflation was obnoxious. Now it's obnoxious. I can tell you I've changed my driving habits aggressively in the last four months. Um, barely wanting to leave the house. And it's, it's not like I don't have money for gas or electricity. It's just, I don't like paying that price for gas or electricity. I've got a clothesline to try towels on. I know it's like, you're like, how is this guy that is internet savvy have a clothesline? I don't want to spend a buck or two bucks to dry my towels. So I'll waste that money somewhere else in life. I know you're saying you are hard. I'm not that hardcore yet, but am I moving that direction? Maybe. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Taking a look at the markets today, the market slip as last week's Wall Street rally stalls. You're going to see bear market rallies, and they're incredibly frustrating. Because we go down 10%, then we go up 2%. We go down 5%, we're up 2%. Up 3%, then we go 5% down, and we're up 1%. And if that happens over a couple months, you feel blessed. Because when it happens over a couple years, it is just obnoxious. Eurozone inflation hit a record high for the seventh straight month, surging 8.1% in May. In the United States, the core personal consumption expenditure rose by 4.9% in April from a year ago. Showing a drop, but still very high. We need those numbers down to 2 to 4%. Worries over higher inflation get into our consumer minds. Like I've been saying in this segment, we start going in things like, oh, we should change the way we drive. We should change the way we eat out. Um, here's the even like how psychologically it is. I've got enough money and I still are cha- still changing my habits. Instead of cooking in the oven, which is a big old appliance that sucks energy, I'm cooking more and more in the crock pot. And now you're going, how many things can you make in the crock pot? The answer is too many. How soon do you get tired of crock potting? Very soon. Um, But I change my attitudes on spending because I hear you're changing your attitudes on spending, which is one of the weirder parts of expectations. Like I hear the job market's tough out there. It's not tough for me. I'm fine. But I hear that it's tough. So... I'm a little bit nicer to my bosses right now. You look very handsome, sir. (laughs) I'm not allowed to say that in the metaverse, but I can say that in real life. Bear markets are incredibly difficult to navigate. You kind of write them out more so than navigate. You change your uh, balance more so than changing your approach. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. If you need a referral to a financial advisor at EP Wealth, that's always a great step because you're getting someone whose best interest is to help you financially speaking. That's a good thing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.